0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Tonight, my title is, Judging or Loving? That is the question. (laughs) Judging or loving? How are you living your life? If you haven't heard any of this series at all, I'd encourage you to go download the app and go and listen to the messages, or you can go on our YouTube channel and watch them, or you can go to the website or wherever, just, you just download, just listen to them. They're free, they don't cost you a thing. They're there for people to be built up and strengthened, amen? And if you haven't heard this series, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to it. And even if you have heard it, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it over again. And, and listen to, to really what I feel like God had given me in this series to really challenge us about the judgments of our life, you know, and, and living um, a life of judging people when what God wants is you to be receiving from His mercy and His love and everything that He's done for you. But when we live our lives doing His job, um, then we screw things up. And He doesn't want us to do that. He wants us living on the receiving end of everything that He has for us. So I want to read just a few of our foundational Scriptures that we've talked about um, in the last couple of months on this, in this series. Um, Matthew 7, 1. And He just simply says, Judge not so that you're not judged. Judge not that you be not judged. Is, and, and Jesus said this. He said, don't judge so that you're not judged. You don't want to be judged, so don't judge. We defined the word judge. We went through talking about self-judgment in some of the series and and what that really looks like. Then Luke 6.37, he says this. He said it again. He said, judge not, and you'll not be judged. He said, condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. In other words, you reap what you sow. Genesis 8 says, as long as heaven and earth is intact, and heaven's still, heaven's still here, and earth is still here. One day this earth will be new. It'll be all redone. It'll be a brand new earth. The Bible says it. The Bible says it, then it's so. There'll be a new earth, but right now, we've got to deal with this one. Right? And as long as we live here, what you sow is what you reap. Amen. And you sow judgment on other people's lives or you, you sow with your words judgments about different situations. I mean, I, we, we've talked about this. Uh, something happens, something in the news happens, and you're going to have an opinion about that situation. And you're going to have a judgment about that. It's what you do with it. Yeah, right. It's what you do with it. It's going on everywhere. And I promise you, this week, you have passed judgment on people and situations, so it's just part of life. And Jesus said, "Don't do it." Why? Because he, the Father, is the true judge, and he's so much better at it. Leave the judging to him, and you do the loving. A whole lot of loving. First Corinthians eleven, and I, I really like this. We've read this a number of times, and I like what he said here. There's, there's a really good point that I don't think I've brought out that I'm going to bring out right now about these two verses of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 11. And he said, he said, "For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we're judged, so if we judge, Paul, Paul said this, he said, I consider it a very little thing that I'm judged by you because... I judge myself, but he said, I don't judge myself by myself. I judge myself by what God thinks of me. So watch this. He says, He says, but when you're judged, when, when we are judged, we're chastened by the Lord. In other words, we're disciplined by the Lord. You know, I mean, discipline seems like an ugly word, but it's actually a, a maturing word. When you embrace discipline, you mature, you grow up. And God's already got that set in motion that if you judge yourself, so when you're judged, and if you judge yourself like Paul did by the Holy Ghost, he said, then we're chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Because when you're judging and when you're being judged by the world, the world brings condemnation to your life. But when you're judged by God, What's that connected to? Mercy. <laughs> it's connected to mercy. So, judgment from God is already tied to the mercy of God, so it's a win-win if you just get rid of the judging yourself. See, because, because judging situations is prideful. See, if you live by the Word and you live by, by what God says is true... Judgment is prideful because you think you're better at it. You don't, you don't maybe consciously think that, but that's what happens. We think we're better at it. Somebody makes a mistake, somebody does something, then we think we have the right to judge their lives, voice our opinions and judgments against them, and then get other people in agreement with how bad they are for what they did. That's just humanity. It's everywhere. It's all over the news media, especially... Especially with people you don't like. If you don't like some politician, man, it's easy to judge them. But you know the problem with that is? They were created in the image of God even if they don't act like it. And you put your mouth on them, then you're putting your mouth on somebody that God created. He's one, he, that, that person is one of his. And he did not like people judging people. That's why he said, don't judge, leave it to me. Can you say amen? Amen. So judgment for every believer is tied to the mercy of God. Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. James 4 and verse 10, and I'm going to read this out of the uh, God's Word translation. He said, "Humble humble, humble yourselves in the Lord's presence. Then He will give you a high position. Brothers and sisters, stop slandering each other. Those who slander and judge other believers, they slander and judge God's laws. If you judge God's teachings, you're no longer following them. Instead, you're judging them. There's only one who creates laws and judges on the basis of them. He is able to save or destroy you. So who are you to judge your neighbor? Now, I don't know about you, but everything I've been teaching is kind of wrapped up in those two, three verses of Scripture. Everything is wrapped up right there. And you've got to meditate on that for a while, and you've got to make that your own. It's got to become your own, as we've talked about. Because that's something that's not easy, and there's, there's a lot of questions. You know, if I stopped right here and we just spent the rest of the night taking this, just being a Q&A up here, and we talked about this, there'd be all kinds of questions. Yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And what about this thing and that thing? And, and what about when someone does this? And what about this situation? That's why you've got to work this out. This has to become something that is real to you, that you really, truly believe that the judgment of life is intended to be with God. Actually, the Scripture says, He's already judged the world. So, when a person's doing something, and you're watching them do it, and you can hear them with their own mouths saying they're doing certain things, and you know it's wrong, okay? You, you, you don't have to attack that person because that person is if it goes against God, then that person is moving towards the judgment of God because the judgment of God's already been laid. It's already out there. That's why if that person's doing something and then you're judging that person, then you're making the truth of God's Word is like it's no effect, like there's no power to it or there's no truth to it. So then you become somebody that's not any better than them because of what you're doing. And then what you're doing is you're rubbing up against the judgment of God, and then what comes on you? Condemnation, like the rest of the world. But when you judge yourself, and you realize some things that we're going to read here in a couple other passages of Scripture, when you realize some of this, then you begin to understand that God's got this whole thing worked out and he I promise you he's got your back even at times if it looks like he doesn't. He's got it. He's got it. Look at this verse in Titus three. And I'm gonna read this in the in the Passion translation. <clears throat> Titus three and verse four when the extraordinary compassion of God, our Savior, and His overpowering love suddenly appeared in person as the brightness of a dawning day, He came to save us, not because of any virtuous deed that we had done, but only because of His extravagant mercy. Only because of His extravagant mercy. I want to read the two definitions that I've given you in the last couple of months for grace and mercy. And, and I gave you, you, you there's, there's a plethora of different definitions for, these different, for both of these words. But I gave you these because of what I felt like God was saying about this teaching and about this series. But I define grace as the word pardoned. We were pardoned. Being God's attitude toward us. So when you look at this Titus verse, it says "It, it says He came to save us not because of any of our virtuous deeds, not because of how well we've done everything, but because of His overwhelming love and passion for us, His attitude for us was, in spite of us, He pardons us. And mercy is to be pardoned from the misery that sin and disobedience produce in a person's life. He pardoned us from the sin But then the misery that goes with it, he pardoned you from that. I mean, think about it for a moment. I'm going to judge and live under condemnation and live like in the fight and the battle that the world is in through judgment, or I'm going to live in mercy and be pardoned from living a miserable life. I was born at night, but not last night, and I choose mercy. Amen? I don't know about you, but I choose, I choose mercy. So, listen to these next few verses. I'm just kind of doing a, a walk through Scripture and letting the Word do the work. Jude 1 and verse 21 in the Passion. Fashion, fa- fasten your hearts to the love of God. And receive the mercy, the pardon of our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives us eternal life. Fasten, fas- fasten your hearts to the love of God and receive the mercy, the pardon. But you receive the mercy. The mercy's there for us. It's new every day. But you'll not draw from that when you're judging. When you're in condemnation, when you're in this, you know, this, this whole battle that's out there. Our our world is just stooped in, in judgment of one another constantly. This side, that side, this group, that they don't believe like me. I don't believe like I mean, back and forth, just it's just horrible. And a lot of the church is involved in that. And, and most of the Scriptures that we're reading tonight have to do with the church. You know, you don't know God and know anything about God. That's one thing. But to have understanding of God and know who He is and choosing to live in that world and continue to act that way, it's a different story. See, because living in the mercy of God and living a life where you choose mercy and not judgment doesn't mean you stick your head in the sand and you, you, you choose not to do anything and ignore things that has nothing to do with it it has to do with being aware of this whole other life and system that's out there it's God's kingdom and it's His way of thinking and doing and that's what we have to tap into and if you don't tap that then you live your life in judgment of others and it's a wicked way to live it's a miserable way to live, and yet we've been pardoned. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So, these, these next, how many more, four passages that I'm going to read. Just, just watch me, as, as, just listen to this as I read it. Galatians 6, 1 and 2 says this. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, so, you know, When people screw up, that's where it's easy to judge. Well, you know, Eric, I saw him the other day, and he, you know, acting like this and that and the other, and I, you, you should have seen him. I mean, it's easy, you know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, you know, this is serious. This, this, isn't, this isn't a game. I'm, I'm telling you, this is life and death, what I'm talking about tonight. What we've been talking about through this whole series one, one, of the, one of the most serious messages or series that I've ever taught. And, and I just have to say, you know, when, when, when you think, when you hear something taught, even, even as God began to deal with me on these things like a year or two or a year and a half or so ago, as, I, as He began to show me things about it, when I, when I started going into this, I didn't think I had much judging in my life. This whole series has changed my life. It's changed me. And as I've been teaching it, it's changed me to another level. And here he said, If a man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of roughness, ugliness, judgment. You piece of trash, how could you do such a thing? Notice, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So in the next few minutes, in, 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 as, I, as I bring this to a close, I want to talk about what the law of Christ is, And what the love of God looks like in relation to the way He loved us. So I want you to think about those two things. What the law of Christ is defined as in Galatians 1 and 2 is bearing one another's burdens. Bearing the burdens of another person. So you have to think about, so what are burdens? Well, think of something that burdens you, that that weighs you down, that is difficult, something on a day-to-day basis that is burdening you and and trying to, like, feeling like it's pressing you down. God said, you want to get things off of you, I want you to do for others, because we fulfill the law of Christ through bearing one another's burdens. Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. What we talking about right now, just in this last little bit, about the law of Christ, what it is, what is the law of Christ, and to understand the love of God in how He loved us. Romans 8.2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So here's the law of Christ. But here Paul says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from what? The law of sin and death. And how did that come to me? We just read it came to us through His extravagant mercy. For what the law of sin and death could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, He condemns sin in the flesh that now the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled. The righteous requirement of the law of sin and death might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh or judgment but according to the Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ, when we're led by that, then we're seeing the fulfillment of everything from the Old Testament as we step out in His commandments. As we step out in His commandments, those things become fulfilled as we do what? bear one another's burdens. That's right. Bearing one another's burdens is one thing to me, but it's something else to you. And whose burdens that you help bear, it has to be, and it has to come from, the person of the Holy Spirit. Because look at the next two, the next two verses in that, in that Romans 8. He said, um, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So we've been given the Holy Spirit, and and we know that, and the Holy Spirit's name is the Helper. And He knows everything about everything, and He's here to reveal to us what we need to know about how to help bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ see the law of Christ the understanding of what Jesus actually did fulfilled in the earth it's one thing to know that Jesus died for you but it's another thing to be living it out day by day and this is how we do it so the law of Christ is bearing one another's burdens. Jesus said this in John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. But love one another, how? He said, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Isn't that interesting the way that's worded? He said, a new commandment I give to you. So this is Jesus on the other side of the cross before he went. So that's still Old Testament times. But what he's bringing is the new covenant. And he's telling them, look, there were, in essence, he's saying there were the ten commandments, but actually there were like 600 commandments all through the Old Testament. And he said, now we boil that all down to this one new commandment. And everything now comes into view and understanding when we choose to love one another as he loved us. So for me to love other people, for me to bear other people's burdens, I've got to know how he's done that for me. Many times that's through what other people have done for me, but also through what the Holy Spirit reveals to you about His love for you. Remember, how did He love us? In spite of me, He laid His life down for me. In spite of everything that I've done and all of my mistakes, He laid His life, He chose me. I'm His favorite. Sorry. We're all His favorite. Amen? All of us. Did you hear me? We're, the, we're His favorites. He laid His life. He chose us. You remember in the garden, He's in the garden and He said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from Me, but not My will, He said, but Your will be done. And in that moment, He chose you and I. He chose all of humanity. In spite of us. There's how you bear one another's burdens. In spite of people's failures, people's mistakes, what people have done. Instead of judging them and putting your mouth on them, you come under them and you gird them. How? Through the words that you speak over them. Praying for people and declaring things over people's lives that the Word says. Our job here in this earth is to call things that be not... As though they were. That's part of the anointing that goes with being born again, is that we're ministers of righteousness, reconciling people back to God. And the only way that can happen, if there's no word going in and out there on their behalf, very little deliverance comes where people's eyes begin to be opened up and see and see clearly what God wants to do. We bear one another's burden when we do as He did in spite of us and our mistakes. He chose us. It's huge. It's huge. We've got to understand that. We've got to make that our own and understand this is what… Notice, He didn't say, well, I'm going to give you this suggestion… And if you feel like it, go ahead and try it. It was a command. He said, a new commandment I give you, that you you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you judge each other, if you go around and let allow pity little crap to get stirred up and this and that thing and be mad at this one for this. Yeah, they're going to really know that we're His disciples. I mean, you, you can find the, the most lost person, somebody that didn't even know that there is a God, and probably ask them, where does love come from? Well, probably a God. Everybody knows that God is love or that love come comes from God, and have you ever been have you ever been judged by somebody when you did something ugly? Well, I thought you were a Christian. Well, what does that mean? Well, I thought Christians always loved. <laughs> well, you got that wrong <laughs> right so there's the one commandment, but then. On this side of the cross, it became two. 1 John 3 and verse 23. And this is His commandment, who? Jesus, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, or, or the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment, and the commandment came from Jesus. See, Jesus only did and said what Father said. Father didn't say it. Jesus didn't say it. He only said what Father said. So, Father said, command them to love one another the way you've loved them. And then, the Apostle John says, and this is His commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. This is God, the Father's commandment that we believe on Jesus, who loved us, and then love one another as He gave us commandment. So, this commandment is the new law in Christ. It's the new, if you want to say law, but, but it's not like the old law because in this law everything was fulfilled. But does that do away with the old laws, some of the requirements? I mean, because I'm not under the old law, now I can, I can thou can go ahead and go murder? No, I can do some of the other things opposite of what those Ten Commandments gave us or other commandments. No, those were fulfilled in this. So see, now I'm not submitted to that. I'm not under that control. I don't have to live this perfect life and do every little thing right, but I can be actively sowing the love of God the more I understand how much He loves me. See, that's why I have to be in the Word, because remember, remember, I got the one who knows everything about everything, living on the inside of me, able to reveal to me how much He loved me. So when I want to judge someone else, and man, I tell you, it's hard not to judge people <laughs> and judge situations. I mean, you know, you're going to have an opinion. Everybody's going to have an opinion. I'm just talking about, about allowing God to show you what to do with what you have. And not find yourself living a life of condemnation and misery, but living in the fullness of God. That's where He wants you and I to live. Can you say amen to that? Because, see, now in this life, it's not the do's and don'ts, right? It's not the do's and don'ts that we're after now. Just two things. Believe in Him and love one another the way He loved me. Not this whole line of you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do all these things. But when you're believing in Him and you're loving other people, you're going to find yourself doing a lot of the do's. And not doing the don'ts. You'll find yourself because when you're believing in Him, then His way is ruling you. And you're reacting to situations the way he would. It, it, it's just awesome to be in control of yourself in your actions and reactions to people in situations. You don't have to be out of control. Right. And then in John 15, he says this. John 13, he, ma- he mentioned the one commandment. First, first John, the little Johns, in the back... 3 and 23, he mentions the two commandments, and then John 15, 12, and 13 says this This is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. That's how we love like him. He called us friends. (laughs) Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Hmm? But it's more what a friend we have in him. He called me and you his friend. And so there's no greater love than for me to lay my life down for Dale as the Holy Spirit is leading me how to do that and how that would be done and accomplished. There's no greater love on the planet than to not think about myself but to lay my life down for Him or whoever, whoever it is. It's not just, it's not just being kind to people. I mean, that's a good thing. You know, that's one of the attributes of God is kindness. But it's not just being kind to people. It's being led by the Spirit doing something in most cases that you don't want to do. There's no greater love than that. Than choosing not to judge and choosing to show mercy and walk in the love of God. No greater love on the planet. So when you believe in Him, you love like Him. When you believe in Him, you love like Him. And He knew me, and He still loved me. He knew you, and He knows you, and He still loves you. So the way that He does that for you, He wants you to do that for others. And so fulfill the law of Christ in the earth. Can you say amen? amen. So I end with this verse. <clears throat> Romans 5.5 Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God, this is, this is even deeper, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. So he's talking about believers, people that are born again. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, wow. I mean, I don't have to love in my own ability I got the Helper helping me how to love. And it's already been poured out inside of me, so it's already there, and He's there with me. I'm born again. How many are born again tonight? We're born again. Jesus lives inside of us. And so He's already there, there as who? What's His job? It's to teach me about all truth. Teach me how to walk in love. Teach me how to bear one another's burdens. Teach me how to do all kinds of things. We can do this. I'm telling you, we can do this. Today I was, I was in prayer for, for a pretty lengthy period of time today. Just on purpose, I was just, I just was in prayer and just continued. And, um. One of the things that the Lord said to me was this. How you love people creates breakthroughs for your life. Many times, where there's, say, not a breakthrough, maybe in a relationship with someone, Maybe there's not a breakthrough in, in a marriage relationship or a friendship or a family member or a coworker or there's something going on, or maybe there's, there's needing to be a breakthrough financially in your life or something physically in your life. Many times ailments in people's bodies are totally, totally associated with unforgiveness. And and because unforgiveness is like a cancer that affects the physical body. And how we love is determined. Listen, it's not trying to love. Trying will get you not much. It's not trying to love, but it's learning to love the way He loved us. And when I learn that, there are breakthroughs that are available and here for you and I heard that very clearly today. Breakthroughs are tied to our ability to love. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.